What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. I've had so many current events that are overpowering all my thoughts, so let's just talk about those and relate it to some lesson that I can extrapolate, because there definitely is one. I'll start by saying, sadly, my time here in India has been nothing but heartbreaking and eye-opening. And it's not for the reason that you would think. Of course, there's the illness with my father that brought me here, which is its own source of stress. But him getting sick means and meant that I take the lead on things that he would normally handle. And I'm 35, so this shouldn't be some miraculous thing for someone at my age to do. I was the other day crying listening to the American Idol winner who sang James Blunt Monster. And he lost his father at 18 years old. So time for him to fight the monsters and step up was way earlier than me at that age at 18. So I have no right to complain at my age that I have to step up to this role. The added complexity has been doing it in a completely different country than the one that I spent most of my adult life in. And nothing that I have learned through my career and my life and dealing with people translates to here. You cannot deal with people the same. You cannot give them the same benefit of the doubt. It pains me to say this. And if you do, it's almost always going to end badly. So needless to say, having to step up to the role while in this country has been even more challenging than just stepping up needs to be. And man has every step of the way broken my heart. And I mean everything. And this relates to so many things, but I'll talk about it in the most recent of contexts. Before I came here, I anchored all of my doing in my life to a lifelong mission of helping this country to what I witnessed when I was a kid and the two times that I came here to visit. After a few years here, though, and really seeing reality, I realized that the way that I thought I was going to help here is not going to be helpful at all. What I thought was people were poor and hungry, and the solution was to feed their stomachs. And I realized that people are poor and hungry, but it's not because they are missing food. But there is a poverty of spirit a deficit in soul and integrity and ethics and morals, and a huge gaping void in their mindset. I realize that it is not that their stomachs need to be fed. I need to figure out how to feed their minds, feed their spirits, feed them through examples of something they have never seen. But being that example has presented me a huge challenge because at the same time for me, Because while I'm on this mission to open up people's hearts, it is my greatest challenge to keep my own heart open while the unconsciousness and all these people throw daggers and stones at my heart, at my open heart. And it's quite a challenge to keep it open and not close up. When I came here, I told myself I would not become the examples of people that I have seen here. People who only think about themselves, people who treat their servants and help as just help and don't show them any intimacy. People who are cold and distant based on status and class. 
I came here knowing this would be my battle. It's like when you are around a bunch of people that will attempt to take advantage of you at every step, if you let yourself get taken advantage of, it's almost unethical of you to do that to yourself. So the people that live here and maybe keep their distance do it out of a reason. So for me, I've had to fine tune because of my own goals. I've had to fine tune every input in my heart and think about what it is and what I want to let in and what it is that I want to keep out and where to harden and where to remain open and porous. And it's not an easy thing because everyone here has broken my heart and still it remains open. And I don't know why that is. I've had drivers, my drivers steal money from me. I've had my father's attendants get drunk on the job and I treat them nicely and they take advantage of me. And more recently, like this week, I've found out the most blatant truths about my housekeeper who have been here for two years, who held my sister's kids in his hands, who they went to. I won't go into details because I don't know if they add to the point. But every person here, regardless of status, that I give the utmost equal respect to has taken advantage of me. And I don't know if it's because they are so hungry and thirsty and that they just must take advantage whenever they can because they don't know when they will eat again. There's nothing sadder when hunger is competing with integrity and humanity. And I get it. You don't store up goods for the future, even reputational assets, when your current state is so uncertain and, and then all you're worried about is the lowest rung of Maslow's hierarchy, food and safety and shelter. And even if those are not threatened, but the possibility of upside is not there, then people don't have any inherent value in their future. So now is all there is. And let's get the getting while the getting is good. And something about that seems so animalistic to me, so resonating with the lowly origins that we come from, that it makes me sad to see it, maybe because I have experienced the contrast opposite of it. If I only grew up here, maybe I wouldn't be able to see it like this. Maybe I would have already hardened up. I feel the majority of people I have met here have an underlying thirst and a need to make sure that they get theirs. And maybe I sound a bit jaded or cynical, but I'm sincerely trying to look at this from the part of my heart that's not broken, not the one that's hurt. I'm saying all this for a reason, and it's from the part of my heart that continues to remain open and will still probably treat the next person with the same utmost respect and equal footing as the last person that I met more and more consciously as a choice, but still the same. The choice to apply courage consciously. They say the measure of a man, a man's worth is determined by how much truth he can tolerate. And I almost don't like the word tolerate here because it still implies some built-in opposition. I will say the measure of a man is determined by how much truth he invites how much he willingly invites. And sometimes, oftentimes, the truth is going to show you things that will put you at the juncture of having to make tough decisions. The truth brings you into adventures. And the course that you take through those adventures is what really determines your worth, how you navigate that truth. 
So it is very easy to see the truth and be weary and afraid of more truth revealing itself to you because each bit of truth comes with its own processing load. And oftentimes, we have had enough of that load and would rather be given some pretty lies instead of some ugly truths. Or the opposite, pretend the truth doesn't exist at all. Keep ourselves unconscious about realities and preserve being naive. And even that is unethical because your naivete will get you into trouble and get you into situations you didn't consciously know the full parameters of. You see, I can continue to keep my heart open as if I was naive and get just as much of a shock to my system each time when the ground shakes and people reveal themselves. Or I can know that something lies behind the veil, not be cynical, not look for it, not cast doubt all the time, but keep it in mind enough, just in a slight bit, enough to know that it's there, but still have the courage to dive in and open myself up to them anyway. And although I have gotten taken advantage of multiple times, and it is very easy for me to shut down and close up as much as I want to, it would be much more courageous and quite frankly, less of a deprivation of beauty if I continue to keep myself open this way. And yes, it absolutely means I will get hurt again. Someone will take advantage again. But I will have chosen that instead of it happening to me like a series of unfortunate events. And who chooses to have their heart broken on purpose? Those that have the courage to do so. And I can go into and make this a lengthy episode and go into the pros and cons and benefits of what it's like to have an open heart versus a closed and shielded and protected one. But I think on some level, you already know. And quite frankly, I am not looking to convince you into doing what is probably one of the most difficult things a person can do. But if you really want to feel your full human experience, all of your humanity, then you already know what choice to make. Do you have the courage to do so is the real question that you must ask yourself. It's not up to me to convince you. It's very difficult to go down this path. It's much easier to live by our hurts, to then figure out how to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. But as you get older and the hurts mount and mount and collect and collect, you will be living nothing else but by those hurts. What a dreadful, weighed down existence that sounds like. I'd rather have my heart broken a million times into a million pieces and let the light shine through. So to the devil knocking at my heart's door, I say, not today. Not today. I love you, family. Stay true, always. See you on the next show.